Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 86, How to Do Your Taxes and Other Hard Things. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back. Well, in the U.S., it is tax season. Maybe you've done your taxes already or hired someone else to do them. But even if you hire someone to do them, it's still a lot of work. Have you noticed? (laughs) I was so mad when I realized that. (laughs) When I grew up to the point where I was going to have someone else do all of that, it's still a lot of work. You still have to give them all the stuff and it kind of has to be in order. And yeah, it's still work. So Today, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, and I'm just using taxes because it's U.S. tax season, but and maybe elsewhere, I'm not sure. But, um, but it's anything. It's any hard stuff that we, that we procrastinate on, that we put off, that we feel is difficult and it's so hard and I don't want to, and all of that feeling that we're so used to. So when I think of this... Um, this whole thing of procrastination and just how stuff can weigh on us so heavily before we've actually done it. I think of this woman who I worked with. She was one of my first coaching clients actually years ago. And we worked together off and on for several years. In fact, I talked with her as recently as maybe six months ago, um, just just here or there. But years ago, we worked together quite a bit. And um, she was a person who felt like a lot of things in her life were really difficult. You know, she just, she didn't have a difficult life at all, um, objectively. And she knew that. And I think that was part of what bothered her. She said, hey, I don't even have kids. I don't even have a full-time job. I don't even have all these other challenges. But what many of us don't even experience as challenges so much is just our life. But the the way her life looked it was quite simple. And she, relative to the average person, she had a lot of free time and a lot of freedom. And yet there were a lot of things in her life that felt really hard for her. So things like um, laundry, for example. She just, <laughs> she, she just couldn't get over the fact that the laundry never ends. <laughs> and again, I'm laughing because it's like we all know this, right? And, and you know, that's just the way of it. You do laundry, you wash it, you dry it, you fold it, you put it away. You're wearing clothes while you're doing it usually, or you're going to put some clothes on. You're going to want to wash those eventually. And so you're just going to do the whole thing over again. And, you know, depending on your lifestyle and how many kids you have in your home and all of that stuff, you might be doing it every single day. I know we are at this stage. Um, Many people are doing laundry every single day. She was doing it about twice a week and just couldn't get over the fact that it it just keeps coming back, she'd say. (laughs) And, and. You know, I get it. I get it. Like her feeling about it was so fascinating. It just weighed her down so much. Um, Another one for her was cleaning her basement. So she had a lot of stuff. And cleaning the basement, and I think, again, many of us can relate to this in our own way. Like there are those tasks that she, it, it looked overwhelming, and I think it probably would to most of us. Something like cleaning the basement, 
the way we think of it like that and picture it and what our mind does around cleaning the basement is overwhelming. It feels that way, you know? But as we'll see in a minute, that has nothing to do with actually cleaning the basement. So that was another big thing for her that I'm not kidding. We talked for, I mean, several, several, several sessions over months and even years about how much it weighed on her that the basement was a disorganized mess and what it meant, really what it meant about her and how hard it all felt. Um, and the other big one was her taxes, you know, and we, <laughs> we would start, she would start bringing up the taxes in, I don't know, October and she never filed her taxes on time. And so we'd talk about it through July until <laughs> when she finally filed her taxes. And, uh, and it just was so overwhelming and so hard and such a production in her mind. And, I bring up these, I think of her as kind of this this obvious example, and I bring up these these really clear examples of things that we all do, you know, if you don't have a basement, you know what I mean? We all, we all have our own version of all of these things, and we all do them, or we don't, or we procrastinate on them and we don't do them, but we either do them or we don't do them with varying degrees of ease or difficulty, all of us. We either just go get the taxes done and clean the basement and do the laundry and it's simple and easy and no big deal. Or we do it kicking and screaming and saying it's not fair. I I should have a maid who does this for me or I should, you know, this isn't how life is supposed to be spent or we, we do it, you know, hating it the whole way through or we don't do it. We put it off. And sometimes we put it off in peace and usually we put it off while it is weighing on us so heavily that we'd be probably much happier just doing it. But we're, we feel stuck in this pattern of procrastination and don't want to think about it, but then are not thinking about it actually makes us think about it so much more and it's kind of a mess. And, you know, I think it's kind of obvious that, and again, I, I use these examples because they are very obvious at showing us that it's not those things, right? It's not the laundry. It's not the basement. It's not the taxes. It's, <laughs> and what is, what is doing the taxes, cleaning the basement, doing the laundry? Those, those aren't even things we do. So, Stick me with me here. This is a little uh, little hard to get your head around, perhaps. But when my former client was was experiencing the laundry, she wasn't experiencing the laundry at all. Her feelings had nothing to do with the laundry. Same with the taxes. Same with the basement. Nothing at all to do with any of that. In fact, I don't know how any of us even does the laundry or does our taxes or cleans the basement like what what are the acti- what are the actual actions what are the muscle movements what you know what what goes into to doing those things it's going to be different for everyone and and we're kind of just making that up so doing our taxes cleaning the basement those are those are concepts they're labels right they're 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 uses of language. There are ways that we use language to describe a series of behaviors, a set of things that we do. But 
But it's really cool to see, and again, I I know we all know this, but to really take a look at it, it's really cool to see that our emotional reaction is almost always exclusively about the concept and not at all about the action. So we don't feel laundry. You know, we feel our mind's idea, our mind's concept that it makes up, that it completely fabricates and makes up on the spot that is full of memory and bias and just so much made up imaginary stuff. It's always changing. That's what we feel about laundry. That has zero to do with doing actual laundry. Zero. What actual laundry is, is picking up shirts and socks and things and throwing them in a machine, pouring some liquid in, walking away for an hour, coming back, taking those shirts and socks, throwing them in a different machine, going away for an hour. (laughs) It's not hard. (laughs) It's not painful. I mean, what I'm describing is not painful. Then take, now this is the painful part, right? Now taking them out and having this giant basket in front of you and picking up a piece of fabric and maybe folding it a few times and then maybe finding a home for it somewhere in your bedroom. Again, like (laughs) there's nothing bad about that. It's really cool to look at it in this way. I know, taxes feel different, but that's just because the concept of doing your taxes brings in so much invisible thinking that has zero, zero, zero to do with you, your life, doing your taxes, your money, your financial status, none of it. None of that is really what's going on. It's this this mental representation doing the taxes and all the thinking that's connected with that, that we don't like. So where I got with this client, like what we started to do, and it was the coolest thing to see. um, And she had so much resistance to it because her mind would just jump into this broad, generalized mental representation. But what we started to do is really break it down the way I am now. And listen, I know it's obvious. Like, I almost think I probably shouldn't even be talking about this on this episode, except that I know this is going to help someone somewhere. (laughs) I know that even though we know this already, it's one of those things, right? Like, yeah, that's obvious. I know this already. We don't realize how little we actually know it until sometimes we hear it and we really look at it in this deep way. So with her, it was the same thing. She was like just rolling her eyes and like, no, and you're never going to make me okay with my taxes. And I just hate it. And I know I'm making it up in my head, but it doesn't matter because I hate it that much. And I said, all right, well, we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) We're going to really break this down. Like what is involved in doing your taxes? And she, and we went through the steps and she said, well, I have to open my bank statements. Okay. You can open paper or nowadays that was in 2005. Nowadays, you know, you can open a website, open a PDF, look at some some gibberish, look at some numbers and some letters put together. That's all we're doing. And we literally went through it step by step like that together, together for as much as we could in an hour. And then she continued that on her own. So open the PDF, look at some numbers, breaking it down to where we stripped out all as much of the thinking as we could, as much of the meaning, as much of the evaluation. And every time her mind, it happened all the time, every time her mind would go off into 
oh, but it's my money and it's my bank statement and I really should have been keeping better records all year long. And her mind went there constantly throughout this time. We just came right back to know you you have a PDF open. In her case, it was a paper bank statement opened and opened in front of you and you see letters. I mean, we I wouldn't even let her kind of conceptualized to the point of, of I mean, she had to read some words eventually, but really to break it down that far to see, no, it's just letters, it's just symbols. It's just paper with symbols. How bad is that really? And so she got past the paper with symbols part and, and you know, future steps were like um, averaging. Okay, you know, add these numbers. Now let's average them. Now we're going to put them in this column in this box. Oh, now you have to file something. Now you need to look for something. Now that's where her mind would would really go, oh my gosh, why do I lose everything and I can't find anything in this house? And, and you know, why don't I just learn and keep better records? And nope, come back here. All we're doing, like we're on a scavenger hunt. We need to find this number. We need to find this figure somewhere. So she makes some phone calls and looks in some old files and finds it. And if she can't find it, that's okay. We'll leave that one blank and we'll go on. And what she came to see in this really cool way that was super real for her. I'm not saying that she never had any more thinking about doing her taxes because as far as I know, she still does to some degree. But it became so real and concrete for her. Oh, it's paper and looking and adding and writing numbers in and moving this to that column, and then filing, and then going on a scavenger hunt, and then coming back to the paper. And and over and over of seeing it like that, so much of that meaning, it just kind of went to the wayside. And she played some music that she loved, and she opened her windows, and she had her favorite tea. And none of those make you feel anything either, but it helped. <laughs> so she just did all of those things. And you should have seen her when she told me I did it. Like I got this together and it was the best experience of doing my taxes that I've ever had in my life. And I think that's just so cool and so obvious and so much something that we will all hear. And now, please hear, I'm not saying that's how, how to do your taxes. I don't care how you do them. You can do them kicking and streaming because either way, they're most likely going to get done at some point, right? It's just down to your experience. And I'm not saying that if you open your windows and play your favorite song and pile and sort and file, it's going to be great. Although if you have a lot of thinking about how horrible doing your taxes are, it probably is going to be a lot better. But that's that's not really the point. I think the bigger point is just to really concretely see nothing is inherently anything. Really, like nothing is inherently anything. Taxes aren't hard. They aren't painful. Even something like what I would say, something I would say is hard, objectively hard, is like doing push-ups, for example. For me, it's hard to do push-ups. And even in that, doing push-ups is a totally different thing than laying my body flat and then bending my elbows and then rising back up. And 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 you know, I don't I don't do it like that every time I do push-ups, but but you kind of get that idea. Doing push-ups at the end of a hard exercise class 
feel so much harder and different, you know, than doing them at other times or whatever it is for you. And 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 all that is is it's like when our mind travels to push-ups, it's instantly different. When our mind travels to taxes, it's instantly different. But but what is our mind traveling to? Nothing. There is no push-ups. It's a mental concept. It's a representation. There are there is no doing taxes. It's a label that we slap on a series of piling and sorting activities and adding and averaging activities. We we slap that label on all of that when we group it together. And then we feel a totally different experience of it. It's so cool to see. I don't know. I just think this is fascinating to really break things down beyond the way our mind gives them to us and see how that can change our experience. You know, taxes is a good one. Again, it's at that time of year. But it's also people have a hard time with the taxes one because it it really does look like there's so much riding on it. And and I was just uh, just getting my hair done at the salon where there's all kinds of opinions and conversation and gossipy stuff happening all the time usually. And there's a whole conversation about, about how much you owe and to the taxes versus how much you're getting back in a refund and all of that. And, you know, it's so completely made up. I want to pay a ton of taxes because that means I made a lot of money. And and even then, it doesn't mean anything. So so for example, let's say someone, let's say you you have to pay. Say you're hoping to get a tax refund, but you have to pay some money. What does that really mean for you? Like, like who cares? What's the what does that do? What does that do for you? What if we really break it down? What that means for most people. Now, let me give a caveat and say I'm not, you know, if if your next meal depends on it, that we're going to have a different conversation. So I'm talking to most of people listening to this for whom your next meal does not depend on whether you get a tax refund or you have to pay a little bit of money. What's going on is... We have sheets and sheets or screens and screens of numbers. And our mind tells us higher numbers are better. (laughs) And it doesn't just say higher numbers are better, you know, because that might not have quite the emotional impact. But our mind tells us higher numbers are better and they, they mean something. And that's where for each of us what the higher numbers mean is different. For some of us, it's not that big a deal. For others of us, it's a really big deal. And what our mind tells us higher numbers mean is whatever's important to us, right? It means freedom. It means security. It means your value or your worth. It means whatever whatever made-up story our mind has most likely been telling and attaching to things throughout our lives it's now attaching that made-up story to higher numbers on a piece of paper versus lower numbers on a piece of paper. Now, again, I'm not saying, like, if your survival depends on that money, like, you know, it, that's a different story. For most of us, that's not the case. Our survival is not, our physical survival is not in question. What's in question is our peace of mind because we've put our peace of mind on higher numbers versus lower numbers. 
the numbers, these numbers that we're talking about (laughs) are always supposed to be going up. They're not really supposed to go down or else there's all kinds of meaning and thinking that comes in. And if they do go down, our mind will make up rules about that too. Like they can go down for the right reasons. (laughs) So funny. I love this. It's so, it starts showing us just how arbitrary it is. Our numbers can go down for the right reasons if we get something great in exchange or if the numbers going down mean that maybe later the numbers will go up. So for example, if you if you invest in something, if you invest in yourself, if you get a college degree and it costs you so much money, well, that's okay because that's worth it or those numbers will come back later or whatever we make up. But just notice how how much we have these rules around the numbers and what they're supposed to do and and how far they're allowed to go up or down and what it all means and really kind of come back to the fact that none of it means a darn thing about anything. Nothing is inherently anything. It's that we're human beings with conditioned minds that have lots of thinking about those numbers. Even if, so... Again, let's say I'm going to stay out of the super extreme cases just just to make this easy to hear without minds getting too riled up. But even if, let's say, you might get a $2,000 refund or you might get a 2000 have to pay a $2,000 um, payment, and that's the difference in some trip that you've been wanting to take. So let's say you get the taxes back, you realize, oh, I'm not going to get the $2,000 refund to go on my trip. In fact, I have to pay the money, no trip for me. What does that do? (laughs) What does that do? I mean, you'd go on the trip, you'd probably have a lot of thinking beforehand about how excited you are for the trip. That's fun. We all love planning and looking forward to things and getting excited. That's fun. It's fun thinking. And it's still just your mind getting excited about something that's not even there, not even a reality for you in that moment. It's like the planning and the anticipation and all of that. So it's our mind making up a really fun, pleasant experience for us while we sit at home. You go on the trip, you have some great times, whatever, right? It's, it's fun. It's great to be in life and to be doing those things. And, and all the while, we're, we're feeling the representations that our mind is creating, the stories, the meaning, all made up, all temporary, all coming up in a very vivid way and then going away. Or you don't go on the trip. You suffer a little bit because your mind says, I should be on this trip. Either way, you're at home. You're sitting at home. You're no different than you were before you got your taxes back. You know, like life is the same, except this whole representation and story and meaning are different. I think we can't look too much beneath the hood, like to actually look under the hood and see, wow, all of this that we just take at face value. Numbers going up is better than numbers going down. I don't like taxes. Cleaning the basement isn't fun. I'm not a fan of laundry. I'd like to go on my vacation. All of that stuff that we just take at face value, it's amazing that we can just take it at face value because who wants to sit around and analyze all this all the time? So it's great that our mind generalizes and creates these representations and it helps us just be in the world in a certain way. 
And it's so amazing that we get to actually look under the hood and see what's going on in a deeper way so that we can truly just enjoy the moment no matter what. Go on your vacation. Have a great time. Stay home. Have a great time. We can be here in the moment beyond the representations. And we aren't victims of all that stuff that we have to do. And and you're still going to have all the thinking and all the experience. But it's it just feels so special in a way to be able to, to be onto it just even a tiny little bit. And go along for that ride of being human and complaining about your having to pay and all of that kind of stuff along with everybody else at the hair salon. But also know that it doesn't actually mean anything. Thank you so much for listening to Changeful. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. Talk to you next week.